What's up, guys? I am back with another episode of The Uncomfortably Reborn African. And on this episode, we're going to go into the next two steps. This is part two. And today we're going to talk about how predators are actually gaining the trust of these victims. And they're also feeling the need. And again, the reason why I'm really highlighting this is I know that surviving R. Kelly has died down. But I want you guys to remember every 11 minutes, 11 minutes, CPS basically verifies a claim of child sexual abuse. So although that this celebrity isn't being talked about, I really want you guys to continuously remember that there are our Kellys, there are Harvey Weinsteins, there are Bill Cosby's in our neighborhoods, there are Bill Cosby's and Harvey Weinstein's and all these people who have predatory behavior in our communities. So if this is happening every 11 minutes, this isn't something that should die down. This is something that we should continue to talk about because it's affecting our youth. And literally the, the statistics and how many girls and how many boys this is affecting, you can walk into a classroom and out of that classroom, you're gonna find a few boys and girls that this has affected. So I really want you guys to continuously listen to this information and pay attention because not only am I speaking to you to educate you so you can protect your children, but I'm also educating you so you can basically step in and the same way that these predators are being patient and paying attention to certain things, I want you to do the same so we can hopefully prevent this from happening to our children. So now we're gonna talk about how the predator gains the trust of the victim. So I want you guys to picture this. The way they gain their trust is to kind of like give them special attention. So for instance, we've heard situations where it's been coaches. So just imagine that there's, you know, your child is playing some type of sport and the coach is giving this specific child extra attention. And I don't want you guys to freak out and start pulling your kids out of sports because the coach is giving them special attention. But this is just an example. So they're giving them the special attention and they're really paying attention. And it looks like from the outside, especially as parents, we might think like, oh man, it's so amazing that this coach wants to pick them up. It's so amazing that this coach wants to like help them drill and do these extra things to help them get better in their sport. So this is a way that people within these positions are doing that because again, this is people that are trusted adults. These are people that we see in our communities. It's that church figure. It might be that person that's, um, again, a coach. It might be a teacher, someone that has like a certain status that we would never think this is happening. But what they're doing is they're, you know, giving extra attention. And that's why you'll hear situations like I'm a single mother. So a lot of times they're like, be mindful and be careful about, you know, who you're, you know, pay attention to certain things when you're giving um, access to your children, you know, giving someone access to your children. Because as a single mom, it's kind of like, oh man, all the additional help I get, I can get, it's like a blessing. But sometimes people will take advantage of that. And that's one of the things that when I was doing the research, there was um, a couple of the guys were um, pedophiles and they talked about, I pay attention to the parents. He specifically said if the father is somebody that I need to be afraid of, if it's somebody that I need to be scared of, you know, they'll back off. So they're really paying attention to us as parents and seeing, okay, how can we fill in those gaps and how can we really jump in there and um, gain the trust? So again, if it's a, it's a coach, they're like, okay, well, let me give them special attention. And what they'll do is that they'll, they'll reward certain deeds. So if it's a younger child, you might see that predator giving them candy, food, toys, um, crayons, different things that really like draws that child in. And during this time, remember they're, they're paying attention to little things because if we go back to the previous steps, they're paying attention. They're saying, okay, does this child have self-esteem issues? 
okay, um, what's his relationship with his friends and how, you know, how, you know, what kind of issues do they have at home? And when they're finding out this information, they're like, okay, you know, oh man, awesome, Billy, I'll, you know, go, go do this extra, you know, piece with you to help you with your homework. And they're just like, oh man, this is great. And as they're helping with them, them with their homework, they're asking them questions. So they're literally, literally grooming, grooming them while they're gaining the trust all at the same time. And unfortunately, some people don't know. Some people don't realize that's what's happening. And again, if I go back to the whole piece about the adults and how this can happen to an adult male and adult women, woman, it can still happen to a grown person. Like just imagine you meet someone, you guys are dating They're Who knows? They may be showering you with gifts. They're giving you all this extra attention. They're picking you up. And it's just like, man, this is amazing. And through that time, sometimes your walls start coming down and you start confiding in this person. You start telling them, oh, I have this issue, that issue, this issue. And from that, the person is just collecting all this data and they're just like, okay, boom, I know I can, I can possibly try something with you because you have all these holes in your story. You're missing here. You're missing here. So I can pretend to feel this. I can pretend to feel that. So it's really a tactic to really like gain, gain, gain that trust and also collect information at the same time. So what can we do as parents? What can we do on our side to start gaining the trust with our own children? Because it is definitely a fact that trust can be affected between parents and your children. There could be things that you promised or things that you, um, mistakes that we might've made. And just imagine, you know, as well, if like the parents are separated, they're not with each other. There might be some broken communication or just some things that aren't clarified. And that child might really feel like, okay, I don't trust this person or I don't really have that close relationship with this parent. So it's really important just as they're taking them out, they're buying them things, they're giving them all this special attention, you're doing the same thing. You're actually learning your child. You're actually, you know, taking the time and instead of the coach. And of course, you know, again, we can't say all coaches are pedophiles or they're out to scheme and get our children. But if you start saying, okay, well, you know, your son plays basketball. Okay, let's go out and play hoops. And while y'all playing hoops, you know, you guys are talking and connecting. If it's your daughter and she really likes painting. Oh, well, let's go to painting with a twist or one of these places that, you know, do the painting and do that, you know, bond in that relationship that you guys are building and that trust you guys are building. Then you can kind of, you know, over time, start asking deeper questions and get to know them. And then over time, you'll start realizing like, okay, she's trying to trust me. He's trying to, he's starting to trust me because I'm starting to notice that they're opening up more and this is exactly what they're doing but let's flip it as parents and as guardians and we start to build these relationships with our children and of course we can't reward them because again I, I gave the example before like my my parents you know they might come and get their grandchildren for the weekend and you know, they'll shower them with gifts and rewards. And of course, this is a tactic that predators use. Like if I can give them toys and money and all these different things, I can pull them in. Where of course, as parents, we'll have boundaries. We're not just gonna continuously reward our child. So of course, that's gonna be a different balance. But what can you do to start gaining the trust and maintaining that healthy relationship with your children? So you can start working to combat those people who try to look for gaps in those individuals to take advantage of them. The next piece is filling the need. Now, when you think about filling the need, again, if you go back to how they're collecting data and information, they're starting to see all these holes, right? They're starting to notice like, okay, this person has daddy issues. 
this person's mother isn't around that much because they work all the time so they can get to this place and that place. Okay, this person um, that has issues with their friends, their friends can't be trusted. So what they start doing is they start to fill that need. That need that's missing, those issues and those things that they start to open up to that predator about, they're like, okay, I'm gonna collect that and I'm going to insert myself in those areas which is really interesting and really important to pay attention to. Like I said before, my parents used to work all the time. You know, they're, we were migrants, so they worked, they hustled, they needed to do what they had to do to take care of the bills. But a lot of times I was left home alone. Um, it was maybe me and my brother. My brother will be home most of the times, but it was just us two. And those could have been Apple moments that if somebody was really paying attention to Predator and they started to notice like... Um, my parents were never around. They weren't as, they were only, they were getting home at 11 o'clock at night. They could say, okay, great. I can start to say, you know, I can start to fill in a certain gap that I'm seeing that's missing here. Because one of the other things that I fell in love with while I was um, in school was I loved singing. I loved being in the choir. And so many times I tell, I tell people stories about how um, I would have these choir events I couldn't go to because I didn't have a ride or I might have to walk home because I couldn't make, you know, I didn't have a ride home. And I was too embarrassed to ask my friends for a ride, so I would walk home. And again, that's another ample opportunity for a predator to be like, oh, you walking home? You need a ride? And, you know, use that as an opportunity. Man, I've seen you singing here all the time, and I think you're amazing. I always see you in the choir, and they can start building relationship because, again, these are people in the community. These are the teachers. These are the people that are trusted, that people know a lot of times. So it could be someone in the background watching me sing up there and say, man, I've noticed there's this one girl that's always walking home. She's always there by herself. Let me see what I can do to fill that need. She always needs a ride home and it starts with the ride. And then as they're taking me home, hey, where are your parents? Oh, my parents are aren't home because they work until X amount of time. And again, they're collecting all this data. Now they know it's just me and my brother at home. I have all this time that it's just me and my brother. You know, at least I can be outside for a few hours before the light, you know, the lights on, the light, what's it, the street light comes on. So all those little things are like, okay, I'm gonna feel that need, I'm gonna feel that need. And also, I will also talk about how I didn't have the best clothes. You know, we shopped from the Kmart line. So they might say, you know, I could be like, man, I'm so tired of wearing these clothes. Boom, here's another opportunity. Oh, you know what? Let me take you shopping. Like real talk, these are things that predators are really using to fill needs. And just imagine if that child has body image issues and now you have someone telling you you're beautiful. What if this person has issues with their friends and they have an issue with their friend and they're like, really, your friend said that to you? I would never say that. You know you're amazing. Like who wouldn't wanna hear that? And again, as they're progressing to each phase, they're, they've gained the trust. So now they're filling the needs because they gained the trust. So of course that child might fall um, victim to that predator. And again, let's go back to the adult piece. This is the same kind of steps that somebody that might want to, you know, uh, take advantage of someone, someone like R. Kelly and people not understanding why he can victimize somebody older. It's because they're filling those needs. I mean, think about it. He has money. He has status. He can literally say, okay, move in with me and I'm going to take care of you, take you shopping and do all these things. And who knows if you grew up in poverty or it's just a lifestyle that you think is amazing. It's going to be lights, camera, action. Oh, of course. Like, okay, this might not be bad for me to travel the world with the celebrity. People are fantasized about things like that. They think it's amazing. So the gifts, the extra attention, 
this idea that this person is going to be like, I can always call on this person and they're always there for me. Again, it's me and me walking home and I know, oh, now I have a ride home. I have somebody. And then now it turns into, I have someone rooting for me every time I have my choir event and they're in the crowd ready to give me flowers at the end because that was one thing I saw. I saw my friends getting flowers from their parents and I'm like, man, I want flowers. So what if they started filling this gap? It's like my situation, it was like a door wide open for someone to come in and take advantage. And you see a lot of guys and girls because, again, you hear a lot of stories as well on the boys side where these teachers, these female teachers are taking advantage and having babies by these boys. So just imagine it's like this fascination because A, is probably an older woman, woman that's attracted to them, but they're filling those needs. They're filling those gaps because, of course, stuff is happening. People don't know what's happening. So there's some type of manipulation that is happening in between that time. And that teacher might start showing them extra attention. Hey, letting them slide on their grades and letting them pass here and pass there. So all these little things are ways to fill a need because just think about it. If a student is failing a class and he comes in his teacher and his teacher has this weird attraction to them and they're like man I'm failing the class okay why don't you stay back and tutor and as they're tutoring them so what's going on with your family life and they're getting more and more information they're literally extracting information from them and then it evolves it evolves so again these are just practical ways for you to vision and the reason why I'm telling you this story is because I want you guys to see it in these ways because we do it you know just from having casual conversations with people we work with you meet someone you work with them. You guys don't know each other, but over time we start getting closer and closer to people we work with because we're having lunch together and we start to talk about personal things. And again, just think about it from the predator's mindset. They're taking all this information, extracting it, and now they can say, okay, I can feel that need because they're lacking in money. I can feel that need because they're lacking in self-esteem. I can feel all these needs. And then I'll take it to the next phase of this process that I'll detail this next time that evolves into something that becomes closer and closer to the point where they're actually, you know, uh, transitioning to a point where they want to make this relationship sexual. So for today's nugget of the week, now when I talk about nugget of the week, um, I know I've been saying nugget of the day, but since I dropped these weekly, um, it's really a nugget of the week. Um, so I've been talking to um, the youth and I, I did like a, um, a study of like, uh, specific people that are in the industry, like popular people like LeBron James, Serena Williams, Jay-Z, because I wanted to show them because these were at-risk youth and I wanted to show them like people were in the same situation as you, but your circumstance doesn't have to dictate your future. And one of the people that I showed was like keeping it real going wrong was Takashi 69. If you guys don't know who Takashi 69, as of last year, he was probably the hottest rapper um, out there. And this is, you know, within the millennials or younger, like the younger generation, they really liked his style. Um, but he was known as a troll. And the internet troll is basically someone that, you know, goes out there and they just talk smack all the time. So if someone critiques him, he will say something extremely disrespectful. Um, he was known to cuss people out, you know, just do crazy things. And that's what he was known for outside of his music. But his music was really popular and people really wanted him on their records. I mean, he was doing really well. But the problem with him is that the circumstance he grew up in, he did, couldn't disconnect from. And we hear a lot of these situations from rappers and people who... Um, have these talents and these gifts, but for some reason they can't disconnect from that lifestyle. And for him, he was affiliated with the gang and he just couldn't disconnect from them. 
And so he was still committing crimes and still doing things behind the scenes that was started, started to affect his career. People didn't want to book him. Um, there were times where he had photo shoots and it got shot up. Like, and it was like the, the lifestyle that he couldn't disconnect from was catching up on him. And now he's in a situation. Now he's facing life in prison because he, because he couldn't disconnect. And it's like, I think about how many of us out there can't disconnect from things. How many of us have things that we know we need to walk away from and we have these gifts and talents and we have these things and we have that, that guy or that woman out there that's waiting for us or God created for us. And we just can't disconnect from those things because, you know, we're just familiar. We're, we're, we just, we are stuck with those familiar things. And I really want you guys to start working towards disconnecting now. And it might be hard. There might be relationships and friendships that you have to end because you know that person isn't a quality friend. You know that person that keeps calling you late at night is only coming by because he wants to hook up. You know that going to these places, you're either going to end up in a fight or you might be ten tempted to drink or do drugs or whatever it is. Whatever it is that your vice is, what adjustments do you have to make? So you don't, you don't keep going back to that familiar thing, because I think it's a lot easier to go through the process where we have to disconnect than waiting for life to hit us. And we're forced to disconnect because it's one thing if, if Takashi had separated himself from that affiliation or from that lifestyle early on and just dealt with, okay, people don't rock with me. They're going to talk trash to me instead of staying connected, committing the crimes. And now because the feds kick in your door, now you're starting to disconnect. You see what I'm saying? Don't be in a situation now you're married and now you're going through this, this, you know, this horrible relationship where you had seen signs years before, years ago, you had seen signs six months ago, but you didn't want to disconnect because you didn't want to be lonely. It could be a friend that's just messy and he or she's always getting you in trouble. And you saw this early, like, oh yeah, I do notice that they all, every time I go out with them, it's like, this is, this is like date number two, or this is like the second time we go to the club and we're already getting into another fight. All right, bro. Like, I don't think I can really rock with you because every time I go with you, go out with you, you get drunk and you want to get into a fight. So start disconnecting yourself as early as possible. Because the process of healing and the process of shifting is going to be a lot easier than life hitting you in your face. And now you're forced to disconnect. And now the process, you don't even know how you're going to pull yourself back from it. Because although, who knows, Takashi might be able to get released from jail and go back, you know, come back and, you know, hit the real world and possibly, you know, try to start rapping again and get into music. But now his whole persona has been crushed. People are calling him a snitch. People want to hurt him. All these different things he's going to have to go through and make adjustments for because he didn't disconnect early enough. So I want you to start disconnecting from those things. That's going to keep that sickness within you. I want you to start disconnecting from those things that don't honor or respect you. I feel like I'm sounding like a yaller right now, but I want you to start disconnecting as soon as possible because the sooner you disconnect, the easier it is for you to push and push away from that sickness or that thorn that is on your side.